What's ahead in 2016? I'll tell you my predictions if you tell me yours. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. Except, of course, when there's football or basketball. And last week, January 2nd, I was that was going to be my first show of the year. And I was going to tell you all my predictions and really lay it out there, tell you what to expect and show you how I can, uh, how I look at what's coming. But UGA had a bowl game. So today is my first show of the year. No big deal, right? I'll tell you what I think about for 2016. Except for that, basically every single day this week, I was scooped by reality. I don't know if that's possible, but things that I had on my list started to unfold as if on cue. Fortunately, I had tweeted about a lot of these things over the last few weeks, things that I expected. Like, for example, I one of my predictions was that the cruise, the Ted Cruz birther issue that he was born in canada his father's cuban he lived there for four years he was a citizen a dual citizen with canada up to last year i was predicting that that was going to be a problem and lo and behold donald trump scoops me and brings it out there this week so there were a few things like that i'm going to tell you a little bit more about that cruise issue and why i think it might actually be a problem Uh, That's one of my top 10 things still, basically, in the context of what I think is going to happen in the GOP race this year. And uh, I'm going to let you know that stuff, but I'm going to stick to my original 10 items, even though some of them have already started to make the news. But the significance of it isn't so much the surprise factor. It's it's this. I look at the trends that are happening, and there can be 100 trends. But the ones that seem to serve a major agenda item, those are the ones that I think are going to dominate the news over the next year, not go away. So, for example, when you look at uh, the the policing issue, the Black Lives Matters movement, where they frame real changes in police behavior, police mandates, philosophy, they frame it racially, where so it will divide us rather than unite us. And I think the agenda item there is, even despite the public's objection to it, there's going to be more surveillance at the police level, there's going to be maybe nationalization of the police, effectively not, you know, they're not going to tell us that, but they're going to make it a little more federal or normalized. So these kind of things, until the agenda item is hit, we're going to continue to see the media and the government emphasize these events, spin them in a certain way. So those are the trends I'm talking about. And we can see them unfold during the year. And when you see them unfold, when you predict them and you see them unfold, it kind of validates that this stuff isn't spontaneous, that it really is in the service of Uh, the agenda. So that's why I like to make sure it's all out there at the beginning of the year. So we can see the stuff's predictable, maybe take it a little bit with a grain of salt as the year rolls on. So let's just get started right away. I'm going to start with my top 10. I'm going to go from, you know, whatever most maybe the least 
significant, least major to the most. But I also want to hear your predictions, 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can call or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. And I'll uh, we can interject calls, but I'm going to go through my top 10. So my number 10... What I guess I think is, you know, not that big a deal, but I think we're going to hear about it in the news a lot, is the so-called heroin epidemic is going to get a lot of attention. And to me, I, I haven't examined the statistics, but in my life growing up outside of New York, through blood relatives or marriage, I've seen, I think, six people die of heroin use, of heroin abuse. So I have always been aware of the problems of heroin but that's not why i think it's going to make the news i don't think it's going to make the news because it's really worse than ever i began to be aware of the i i began to suspect that we might have a a shift towards emphasizing heroin when i saw that george soros was behind the legal pot movement when i saw that i realized that obviously the establishment is sanctioning this trend in the different states for pot to be legal. And that got me puzzling because I read somewhere that 70% of the illegal drug trade is pot. Now, it's hard to get the real stats, but I did read that. At the same time, I've read plenty about how the illegal drug trade does fund black ops, like CIA operations that cannot get congressional funding. The most famous example was Iran-Contra. There was a book written about how uh, the CIA was involved in the L.A. crack trade during that time for that purpose. It was called Dark Alliance. That's a famous one. There's one even older called um, The Politics of Heroin in Southeast Asia by Alfred McCoy, just talking about how that money can be used for black ops. So I thought it either has to be the pot being legal has to be replaced by something else like heroin, which, by the way, has grown tremendously more now in Afghanistan since we took over from the Taliban than before. So there's more of a connection there. But also, or, or in the alternative, if that black ops money doesn't get replaced, maybe uh, the funding structure will be different. So the CIA will take a backseat and the NSA will do some of that stuff because the NSA gets funded directly. So I just feel like uh, the heroin thing has a much bigger backstory than you're going to think. But it will be in the news more, kind of like free advertising. I was a little bit scooped by that on Monday because I saw that Jeb Bush was going to New Hampshire to talk about their heroin epidemic. And I, I thought that was that was January 4th. And this was on my list for January 2nd. So I do think that it's we're going to see more of that as the year progresses. So that was number 10. Number nine is this. This is no surprise to anybody. But just to clarify where I think we're going with it, the, I think the smoke and mirrors on immigration will continue. That we talk about this immigration problem as if there's a battle of goals and tactics going on in Washington, D.C. And in my opinion, there is no such battle. If you look at Western countries in Europe, Sweden even, they have immigration problems. Sweden, the Swedes have immigration problems with Somalians, Iraqis, Syrians. I've read a lot about this recently, and that's not because those people are swimming across the Rio Grande and nobody sees them. They're coming in the airports. It's because the governments are not 
uh, are this is their policy at the government level, not necessarily results of what the people want, but what the bureaucrats are doing. And that's what happens here. We get distracted by the idea that there's going to be a wall. That'll keep people out. But but that's just a distraction. That door will be open. And I'm not opining on how I think the immigration thing should work. I'm just pointing out that it's used for political purposes. It's used to change the population, I think, to make it more open to world government by not really having people integrate. And the other uh, big thing is that it's. I think this year it's going to be used as a an excuse to get the populations in favor of invading Syria, basically. that it's There's a word for that. It's called coercive engineered migration. And I think Sim- Syrian immigrants are going to be uh, accused or charged with or actually commit crimes and terrorism. Again, this is already in the news this week. Germany reported that in Cologne on New Year's Eve, there were attacks and rapes and things like that, that they couldn't control against their population by Syrian migrants. I don't know how true those stories are, but they're definitely being used to make it seem like we need to intervene in Syria. Now, of course, if you blow up Syria, you have more migrants, not fewer, but logic is not a strong point of these uh, media agenda. But there was also even here, somebody arrested in California under accusations of planning a terrorist attack who is supposedly a Syrian migrant. So I can see that coming out already, but I did also tweet about that prior to the this uh, the news this week. So that's another thing that we're going to see. I think uh, that's my number nine. Number eight is I think there's going to be a crackdown on the free press. So freedom of speech somewhat, but I actually think that The news is going to be targeted, but I don't think you're going to hear about that. I don't think the news is going to report on the fact that the news is being suppressed. Because the big news, the national media, the syndicated stuff that kind of follows in lockstep with the official agenda isn't going to be bothered. But I feel like anybody who really wants to bring details that contradict with the official narrative is going to have their their story stopped. And I think this for a few reasons. Uh, it was triggered in my mind because I read a couple of articles about in Turkey, there were two reporters. I remember one specifically was an American woman who reported on seeing ISIS soldiers in the back of trucks going from Turkey to Syria that supposedly were aid trucks going into Syria. And then she was killed in a very suspicious car accident. And I think another thing like that happened in Turkey. And, and on the heels of that, I noticed that Congress... I think passed the law that people coming from there would be higher scrutiny against people coming from conflict countries, which I had read as an immigration thing. But then I thought it didn't talk about any specifics if they it's actually said not necessarily citizens of those countries. And then I thought, wow, so if an investigative journalist wants to go over there and see what's really going on. And I've actually thought of that, like I should go over there and see what's going on you're you're going to have problems getting back in to tell your story. So, you know, yes, you can get it out through the Internet, but that's the other thing. They are talking now about trying to crack down on terrorists using the Internet. Well, if an anti-war person, a person who objects to uh, a policy of war, 
can be easily described as an enemy. So like Wilson and Lincoln put people in jail for that. FDR had a voluntary censorship program for people who objected to kind of control the press in World War II. So there's a history of unpopular wars leading to the suppression of the press. So I think that's going to start happening this year. I want to know what you think. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALKER. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. It is 49 degrees out and pretty miserable. You're going to want to turn the heat up. (laughs) The weather today is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we are talking about what to expect in 2016. I have my, I have some predictions that are going to surprise you. And I also have some ideas of just things that I think will continue as trends covered in a certain way so that the powers that be can achieve their agenda items some of them are very specific to obama i call them obama's bucket list items things on his bucket list for 2016 before he leaves office and then some of that stuff i think will even be so sensitive it'll have to wait till the congress's lame duck session after the election at the end of the year but i still think obama's gonna get some stuff in there he always gets what he wants so i'm gonna talk about what i think is on his bucket list but I want to hear your predictions. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. The, uh, I got a few tweets. I actually asked my husband what his predictions were for uh, the next year, and he gave me his boxing picks. So we do watch boxing together, so I got it. I understood. He thinks that uh, Golovkin, Triple G, will fight Canelo Alvarez and win. And he also thinks that Klitschko, the brother of the Ukrainian puppet master, so I know uh, I, I recognize that name for sure, will take back the heavyweight title. So that those are those are his picks. That's boxing. If you follow that, actually, boxing has become very much more interesting lately. I remember there was a big lull for a long time, and now it's really worth watching. Uh, but my thing is more politics. So let's see what else I'm uh, getting tweeted. Stop the NWO is telling me. The controlling parasites destroying life on Earth are exposed and finally called to task. I actually know what he's talking about. I think he's talking about what another caller came and said, the sociopath is at the top. And I do think that it's it's really getting out of hand up there. Their, their interest, the controlling elite's interest, is really at odds with ours and even at odds, I think, with what we're being what we a lot of times think is really going on. Do I think that they're going to be exposed and called to task? Not this year, I'm afraid. It seems to me when I look at things like how the primary races are unfolding in the media, I almost feel like I'm witnessing a reality show. I do not feel like the scales are falling from our eyes. I think we're descending deeper into bread and circuses. So I think there's something to be said for... uh, for the fact that there is a global political awakening underway, but I don't think it's going to come to a head this year. I do think that we're going to get um, move closer to kind of the new new world order, the world government kind of thing, rather than further away from it this time around. Uh, I got another one from Shrop Daddy. The stock market bubble will burst. No more raising the Fed rate. 
and uh, Obama will not raise the debt faster till he's gone. That's why they don't want interest rates going up. This I got, that tweet I got a week ago before the worst stock market week in years. Uh, the first week of this year was pretty bad, but that was also one of my predictions I'm going to uh, elaborate on a little bit later in the show. I'll give you my picks if you give me yours, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6, giving you my predictions for 2016. What do I think is going to happen and why? Mostly, I feel like the things that dominate the news cycle, the cable news cycle, are things that are promoting an agenda. So I'll tell you what agenda items I think are going to be on the top of the list, what I think is Obama's bucket list. And I want to hear from you, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. What do you expect in 2016? What do you expect in uh, in the presidential campaigns? What do you expect uh, politically in the world? I got a tweet from Johnny saying he expects FBI resignations after Hillary is not indicted. Interesting way to go. I'm also going to go to Thomas in Ackworth. Hi, Thomas. You're on with Monica. Yeah, I think um, the National Hurricane Center, and I think that's who's in charge of of naming the storms. I think they're going to be pressured into naming the first transgendered hurricane. It'll <laughs> start out as it'll start out as Hurricane Annie. And then they'll have to change it midway through to Hurricane Alex or something like that. That's pretty funny. I thought you were going to say it was going to have um, a Middle Eastern name just to drive people crazy. I, oh, I don't. A, that's a, that's a good one. I, I could certainly. Yeah, that's coming. Sure. Yeah, they totally do. I, you can see how they do things on purpose just to rile people up. You know. Sure. But I do actually have a couple of climate quick hits. These are not my top 10 of 2016. Thanks for the call, Thomas. I, I, I have this one where the climate change agreement that was done at the end of the year is deliberately vague and non-binding so that it's going to fail. But it would fail anyway because the science is sketchy on the environmental stuff anyway. But in my opinion, the agenda item for the global warming or climate change movement is to justify world government, that this is a worldwide crisis and sovereignty stands in the way of solving this earth-threatening problem. So that's a longer-term prediction, not a 2016 prediction, that that's where the climate change problem is going to come from. Uh, but my, my top 10, I rattled off before the break, I think uh, her the heroin epidemic is going to be big in the news. I'm not sure it's a real epidemic, but I think it's. I really think it's going to be big in the news. Uh, I think that, of course, the immigration uh, fake battle, in my opinion, because both sides, it's just like the Planned Parenthood thing. I really think that you're never going to get uh, the, the idea of population reduction is important to the kind of world elite. That's a fundamental issue. They want to reduce the world's population. Similarly, they want a lot of immigration so that communities don't have the shared history. And they like it when the, when the communities that do immigrate don't integrate. 
and welfare is a great way for allowing people to stay in their little bubbles. If there weren't for welfare, you would have to just integrate. You would be a melting pot. But immigration is just one of those things that we're going to keep seeing. They're not going to resolve it because they don't want to resolve it. The, I think there's going to be a crackdown on freedom of the press that probably isn't going to be advertised. And then my number seven is I think uh, that we're going to see a continuation of what I call Operation Common Sense. If you can guess what that is, Operation Common Sense is what I think uh, number one on Obama's bucket list. It's the gun control narrative. So in 2015, the theme was, I think, in part, right-wing nutjobs. So you had the Lafayette movie theater shooting where the guy was seen with a Nazi flag. That was actually a, a misleading photo, but that was the meme. The Colorado Springs guy was said, no more baby parts. The Charleston shooter had spurred the Confederate flag controversy. That was the theme of 2015. The theme of 2016 is going to be the lone wolf terrorist. And I actually cannot take credit for predicting that. That was something I saw on YouTube. The X-22 report said, uh, Obama just told us after San Bernardino that the lone wolf uh, terrorist or shooter is going to be something that we can't handle. And lo and behold, already this week, you had uh, that theme just pounded into our heads, both from an axe attack in Paris and uh, more, more loudly, the Philadelphia attack of, a, of a, a guy who his mom said was hearing voices in his head. He was, uh, said he pledged loyalty. It's reported he pledged loyalty to ISIS. He, he shot a cop numerous times in Philadelphia. And, he's being, and I can't tell you how many times on the air or when I was listening to the news, it said, see, this is just the kind of lone wolf terrorist that we need to be afraid of. Of course, the answer is not gun control in that case. The answer is having guns. But you're going to hear that. And uh, one thing, Obama came out with his background checks for gun show loophole. <laughs> and of course, the gun show loophole is not the place where most criminals get their guns. I just bought a book called, I posted on my Facebook, Armed and Considered Dangerous, a survey of felons and their firearms. And let me tell you, those guys are not reliant on gun shows to get the guns they use in crimes. But I think that that whole thing with Obama is a diversion. I think his real thing is going to be these no-gun lists, which they call no-fly lists or terrorist watch lists. But once they know they can just make them no-gun lists, then their terrorists are going to be people who object to their policies. People, anyone who objects to their war, I think they're going to classify as, as you know, pro-enemy, which is not true. <laughs> but I think that they'll use that for that reason. So the, those are uh, my bottom seven, my bottom four, let's call it. That's my number seven. So I'm going to go to Gus in Watkinsville. Gus, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica, how are you doing today? Good, how are you doing? Oh, fair department, cloudy. Uh, <laughs> We'd be lucky to have that. I'm going to predict the uh, first inklings of uh, them understanding tornadoes and exactly what powers them will be this year. And it will also lead into uh, reducing severe winds and hurricanes. Really? Yeah. Some people say there is a conspiracy theory that I have not fully gotten my mind around that they can already do some of that stuff. What do you think about that? Well, I, I know exactly what powers a tornado. It's uh, static electricity. 
and it uses what is called the Theo Saber Law. It's a law that came out in 1820 that uh, creates a magnetic rotation around a flow of electrons, which is what static electricity is. Well, the, what I was uh, looking at was something that talked about Tesla's approach to supposedly every I'm sure you have that he said that there could be free energy you could actually transmit it through the air without wires that's what oh yeah yeah and that 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 a, a like a descendant of that concept was the idea that putting the electricity into the atmosphere like that could actually change the weather so maybe maybe you're onto something Gus well the uh, Tesla actually uh, could not transmit as much power as what we currently need in the way of electricity. That was just the beginnings of the industri- industrial age, uh, the electrical industrial age. Oh, so... So he say, what he's but, talking about then is nowhere near what we would need now transmitted I in the air. always figured that there should be a way, though, because isn't the Earth just a giant spinning magnet? <laughs> you know? yeah, it's a rotating magnet in a radiation field, and the sun is the radiation creator. So, uh... It's, it's you do get electricity that way. Yeah, it's so what a great call. Thank you, Gus. It seems like there should be a way to get free energy. Is it going to happen in 2016? I don't think Gus is saying that, but he is saying that they're going to crack the code on tornadoes, which would be a first step. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. My number six in my countdown from 10 to 1 on what I think is going to happen in 2016 I'm going to call this one Operation National Police Force. Now, I do not actually think there will be a national police force like there are in Europe. They're not going to be called that. We do have the Posse Comitatus Act, which I think uh, where the military cannot turn against the domestic people. And also the Tenth Amendment does reserve the police powers to the states. But that obviously is uh, an amendment that is on its last breath. But I I do think that there's going to be a more more interoperability, let's call it. That's a name I pulled out of a Council on Foreign Relations task force report written actually or signed by Heidi Cruz, Ted Cruz's wife, where it said they want interoperability among police and the military across the North American Union, Canada, the U.S., and Mexico. That's some scary stuff if you want to check out my website, MonicaPerezShow.com, for more on that. But but what I actually think is the, the biggest spur to that right now uh, is this Black Lives Matter movement where I think they're being used basically to frame this real issue about a changing police force in racial terms so that we are divided on it. So people think white people, black people, other minorities think that there are different um, different needs, different problems. And in reality, there is, in my observation, stuff I've read, I've been talking about it for a couple of years now, a shift in the, the mentality of policing, the arming, the militarization, a shoot first, ask questions later, zero tolerance for risk kind of thing that is a real trend. But when we're shown these highly divisive videos that are often cut off at the beginning or the end, it's not clear what happened. People just take the side of the person in that picture they identify with. And it causes conflict. And unfortunately, I think that the calls for action 
that come out of this are going to be directed into more surveillance. You can already see it in the body camera thing for cops. Less protection. You can see that happen in, in Baltimore. Uh, Obama actually called for a kind of kinder and gentler policing in the inner cities, which is a terrible thing because then the innocent people there were really in fear for their lives as that happened in real time in Baltimore. And then there was also this UN strong cities movement that was adopted by our government. They didn't say it was a UN project, but it was, which talks about sharing best practices and uh, combating extreme uh, terrorism or violence or extremist violence in our cities. So I think there's going to be a focus on, uh, normalizing the police and that's going to continue and and it's going to the the they're going to use racial conflict to make that go further and another racial conflict that i think is going to bubble up especially if we have a republican president is going to be uh, muslims will be the new victimized minority and and i see the side taking the democrats the republicans are already talking about this as another you know uh victimized minority issue and if there's a republican in the white house it'll be very easy to give that that kind of meme legs so i'm going to look out for that in 2016 going to get to your picks 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB talk coming up next i'm going to talk to dave who has uh, a hot sports opinion about a national police force. So stay tuned for that. This is Monica Perez. It's a four on the Mellish meter right now. 80% chance of showers tonight. Overnight low of 42 degrees. Weather brought to you by Shoemate. Heating and air. We're talking about what's going to happen in 2016. And I want to hear from you. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Dave. Hey, Dave, you're on with Monica. Yes, Monica. You were talking about a uh, national police force? Yeah. Well, of course, we can't call it police force, but we can call it security, as in homeland security. Yeah, you got me there. I didn't think of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody is um, sees homeland security at the airport. They look like innocent people. They're not that well in shape, some of them. That's the storefront. Yeah. Behind the store is a, um, they have an amphibious response teams they have an air response team oh that is so funny i saw a crazy vehicle on the road i forget what it looks like it was black and had like a big disc on the roof and it said homeland security on the side i remember Mm -hmm. thinking what the heck how'd that get out of the garage (laughs) exactly In, in addition with the stockpile um recently they have come up with a new sniper scope that is extremely pricey only large agencies can afford it. It turns a sniper rifle into a video game, and within three to eight hours of training, you can rival some of the best snipers in the world. That's nuts. I actually saw a video game. I think it was called, like, Father Ios or something like that. And and it was how you can make a game like that on your phone. <laughs> so if other people are playing it, like in, if you live in a city, other people are playing it, you can just find people and actually shoot them with your phone, and it shoots their phone, but it gets you kind of used to this idea that killing people is just a game. Well, they have that scope on YouTube, and I think the last time I saw it was $17,000. 
Well, if they can take the people out of it, it's a lot easier to get away with unpopular wars. If you look back at Vietnam, the the problem, the protests were from they needed the people. Mm-hmm. They were taking people's children, drafting them to fight this war, and 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 they just resisted right. going. But if they can take that wild card out, then they don't have to worry about as much dissent, well, I think. Yeah, this scope still needs an individual to manually bring it onto site. But once he locates the target, it takes over. And when he brings it back to zero at the second time, it will fire the weapon for him. Wow. Well, I, I did actually get a caller once who pointed out that the thing about drones mm-hmm. is if it, I guess there is some human failure on in the field where people yeah. choke. But if you have a drone operator who's choking, you can just pull him out and stick somebody else in there. Correct. That vehicle is still circling. Yeah. So there, there. When you go, that is a rabbit hole. When you go down, it's pretty scary. But the technology is there. If you look into it, it does exist. So you can't deny they plan on using it. And I'll tell you, right. when Homeland Security first came out, we were kind of reeling after nine eleven, and I, I just wasn't worried, especially. When you think of, uh, you know, if you're if you're libertarian, which tends to have, you know, be under the Republican tent, you're a little less afraid of Republican government. You see Homeland Security, you're like, oh, well, these are desperate times. You see the USA Patriot mm-hmm. Act. I always disagreed with that. But then I found out later, Joe Biden said he wrote it years before that. I tried to get it passed after Oklahoma City. So. Yeah, I, I wasn't as afraid of Homeland Security back then as I feel like uh, it is becoming this pervasive force that can be activated. And then you also, and the reason I fear, don't like this normalization of police procedure, militarization of their equipment, is that you could just, if they're modular like that, you could just turn them on, plug them in. They even practice with with martial law and stuff like in boston and belgium after these big events they shut down the city just to see in my opinion what's your opinion 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK this is monica perez for jimmy